Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. Hello and welcome to the most ill-informed Speedway podcast you're ever likely to listen to, but again, the most popular, and that's only going on social media likes. Uh, joining me, Scott Frame, is my co-host, co- uh, Graham Muncy, to get through all the news. And of course, we will be speaking to guests Rob Lyon and of course, Drew Kemp. But Graham, in the news this week, legends returning to British Speedway in the shape of Jason Crump. Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah, Graham? <laughs> you know what? Like, just when we like to talk about how there's not much news going on and things are winding <laughs> down, just waiting on the start of the season. We're sitting recording last week and, and what? Not an hour after the episode dropped. <laughs> Boom. There it is. Jason Crump's back. I mean, these guys really should start telling us when these things are going to happen. <laughs> I know, you know it really talk. does coincide. We pick a Tuesday because Tuesday's supposed to be a dead day in British Speedway. There's <laughs> nothing supposed to happen on a Tuesday in, in British Speedway apart from us. A good week, Graham, of course. What have you been up to? Um, what have I been up to this week, Scott? Not a lot. Another week ticking off the days on the calendar um, before the Speedway season starts. We had... My appetite's getting wetted. There was a wee meeting um, with a few of the people I'm involved in at the club. I won't name. I'll save everyone their 50 <laughs> pence for now. Um, last week, just kind of talking up what the plans are for the season. And it's it's getting to that stage, isn't there? We, we spoke about it last week. You're seeing some results coming in for France. So there's European results. The countdown's now on. As we record this, we're, we're now, what, less than three weeks away from the, the first meeting of the season, the Ben Fund. The weather up here, certainly, where we're recording is traditional speedway weather. It's been and snow and rain for most of the last two weeks so we're cheering up for another big speedway season I know well this weekend I had the pleasure of going to the model railway show at the SEC in Glasgow thoroughly recommended by the way you've never seen so many kind of older men with bags walking about with sandwiches in them it's quite fun well, but what? I would say is it very impressive not even at a speedway meeting Scott no not, not even at a speedway <laughs> meeting not even at a speedway meeting how, it's how very many jackets was there covered in badges Lots actually, I did see a lot of that. I must admit, it is very, very impressive. My wee, it was my wee boy's fourth birthday, so that's we took him there, and it was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely loved it. And then, of course, I made the mistake of staying up for the Tyson Fury fight. So as we record this, I've had two hours sleep from Saturday into Sunday. So that wasn't exactly my brightest idea, especially <laughs> with a four-year-old, as previously mentioned. Um, but we'll get into the news now, Graham, and back to the Speedway. Um, there has been a fair bit of news this week. As I said, Jason Crump returning to the sport. Niels Christian Everson being announced at Peterborough. We did mention on social media that there would be more news. Niels Christian Everson announced there at Peterborough as number one. Of course, one in, one out at Peterborough, it would seem, with the injury to Bradley Wilson-Dean. We will speak to Rob Lyon about both of those subjects uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, Teal Piper, been signed up by Scunthorpe, he completes their 1-7. to seven. Uh, And a stalwart of British Speedway, I think we'll start with this story just for now, Graham. Uh, George English stepping down at Newcastle, yeah. of course, Rob Grant has is taking over in there. George just wanting a kind of clear run for Rob, uh, bringing in a new team manager of his own, which would be Jason Pipe. Of course, with his famous, he was famous for kind of running some of the junior stuff we see up and down the country and, of course, been involved at Buxton. But George has stepped down from British Speedway. Um, I think he'll be a miss to the sport, especially at Newcastle. It just seems, it seems strange to think of Newcastle Speedway without George English. I think so, um, and, and there'll be others that will know more um, than I will about a lot of things, but certainly about this. Um, I think George was probably in the top three or four promoters, wasn't he, for a length of time served? Yep. Um, certainly, as long as I can remember, 
knowing what was happening in Speedway. I think of people like George, Chris Van Stratton, um, John and Alex at, at Edinburgh. Um, you know, and these guys were kind of the bread and butter of of British Speedway for many years. You know what? You've only got to wish George all the best. I guess if it wasn't for George English and others, obviously, but if it wasn't for George English, there wouldn't be a Newcastle Speedway just now. The amount of time, effort, money, him, his family and other people he's got involved with putting in Newcastle over the years. But, you know, they say a break's as good as a rest. Would I be surprised to see George back involved at some point? I don't know him personally beyond having spoken to him a few times on the terraces um, or in the pits at both Bruff and Armadale. But yeah, it's, I guess, and I'm, you know, I may be speaking for George here, but when a new guy comes in, it's probably going to be difficult if something like George is there, because would people automatically go to George rather than they would go to Rob that have been involved in Newcastle for years? You don't know. So maybe it's it's good for all involved. George can have a bit of a break and everyone can only say a well done for the amount of time and effort he's put in over the years. Correct. It gives that a fresh it gives that a fresh look and I think that's what George is kinda acknowledging there. Uh, a man you know well as well from his time uh, up in the kind of northern clubs is Teal Piper. Um he steps in at Scunny. Obviously this was a tough one for Scunthorpe. The timing of the announcement it was delicate because of obviously the passing of Dan Ayers. Yeah. So Teal Piper, as the Scunthorpe said in the press release um, when he was announced, he, he's a former Scorpion, knows the track well and established himself as a heat leader there. We know he's very capable at this level, Graham. Um, an astute signing. Yeah, you, you know what you're getting when you sign Teal Piper. He's never going to let you down, um, kind of on and off the track. Solid rider, like any rider, he'll have his peaks, he'll have his troughs. But coming on that average, at a track he's been at before, he knows pretty much every track in the league. There'll be nothing new to Teal Piper. And, and it, you know, sometimes people forget just how accomplished a motorcyclist he is um, outside of Speedway as well. There's not many that have got the, the CVs that Piper or Teal's got in our, in our league, certainly. Um, so I think it's a, it's a solid signing for Scunthorpe. Is he going to set the header alight? Um, to use an old Scottish phrase, maybe not. But as I said, you, you know what you're getting when you sign Teal Piper. Yeah, I think he, I think his experience will do them good as well. We've got a team full of experience there uh, as well, especially around uh, kind of Scunthorpe. But two of the bigger stories, I don't think I'm doing anybody a disservice there by saying that. Uh, this, the return to British Speedway of Jason Crump. Um, one, Graham, just how shocked were you at this announcement? It's it's blockbuster news, isn't it? Um, yep. Massive. You know, you... I'm probably as to I'm probably the resident uh, snoop on the internet when it comes to checking <laughs> your know, Facebook pages and forums. And there was there was rumours, there was ink ones, but you're never sure if that's just somebody sitting in front of a keyboard putting two and two together and coming up with 725. But I think from from what I've read, the the sort of the want came back from from those test matches. He's been riding a wee bit in Oz over the last couple of years. I'm led to believe that his son Seth's coming over to Europe this year to do the road racing circuit. That's right, yeah. Um, so that, so I think he was coming over anyway, um, and he's thought, hey, let's give it a go. And you know what? One thing I will say: we all know, everyone knows, however many years out of the sport, 44 years old, retired because of an arm injury. No one will prepare harder for this than than Jason Crump. Um, you know, we've, we've already seen it and read things about you know three-hour gym sessions multiple times a week and things like that and some of the best equipment going and the, you know, the sponsors that were there before are coming back. If it is going to succeed, it's because of the preparation. If it doesn't succeed, it won't because of lack of trying. 
I don't, I don't think it'll be lack of preparation, and it certainly won't be the lack of machinery as well. There's no chance that Jason Crump's going to t- turn up here at anything less than top quality machinery. What do you think that'll do for the profile of the sport in British Speedway? I mean, you've got him going against old stagers like veterans, whatever way you want to put it, against Nicky Pedersen, Jason Doyle, obviously was a world champion not that long ago, but then you've got the subtext to it, you've got Brady Kurtz in there, Robert Lambert, the future of the Grand Prix series racing in British Speedway as well. It's all very exciting, isn't it? It is, and it's a guy like Nicky Pedersen, a guy like Jason Crump, these are names that people that have maybe fallen away from Speedway a wee bit, or that aren't <coughs> As involved in Speedway, our, our, our armchair fans remember. Um, I, I could tell a story. So my my dad, you know, he's been going to the Monarchs as long as I had. Take me from when I was a young age, sixty years, whatever a fan. His partner um, goes maybe once or twice a season. Her favourite back in the day on telly was Jason Crump because she had a wee soft spot for him. He liked the wee ginger hair and the wee cheeky face. <laughs> and when I told my dad he was coming back this week and she was like, oh, so I now know Linda, who now hates when my dad puts the Speedway DVD on or puts the Eurosport or <laughs> the Grand Prix on, if it's a Ipswich match and Jason Crump's on, she'll be making sure my dad's sitting watching that. She'll be on the armchair <laughs> next to him. And that's just kind of, I mean, that's a stupid story, but it's the kind of thing that grabs the imagination. You know, he's... Uh, three times world champion. Um, he's back in the sport. You know, off the top of my head, is that now eight times worth of world champions we've got in the league this year? Seven times worth of world champions. You always put me in the spot with things like this, Graham. <laughs> obviously, you've researched and I haven't, so you always mug me off with us. I don't know. You tell me. You're the one asking the question. <laughs> I think off the top of my head, I think it's seven, isn't it? Jason's got three. Nicky's got three, and Jason Doyle has got one. So I think we've got seven world championship years back in the, the premiership this year and not just for the, the big guys going against each other not just Crump against Pedersen or Doyle against Pedersen for the young guys coming through you know you look at Bellevue's team well, Brady Curtis is going to think to himself right I'm, I'm the main Aussie these days I'm the one that wants to make my name I'm going to go and show Jason Crump what I can do you look at Kingsland <laughs> you, you look at King's Lynn, Robert Lambert's going to be thinking the same. He's going to be seeing all this press for Nicky and Jason and going, wait a minute, I'm you know, a, a British former Grand Prix rider, world under 21 podium on the way up. I'm, I'm the main man. Let me show you what I can do. It just it builds so much excitement. I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I'll probably say it again next week. I have never been this excited for a top flight season probably in 10 years I can hear that that in your voice Uh, just before we speak to Rob it it was announced obviously that Niels Christian Everson back in the league with the Panthers absolutely brilliant signing if you ask me he's he uses his class, doesn't he, Niels Christian Everson? He's got that classy style on the bike. He's entertaining. He's joined in there by five riders who know the East England showground well and I really think that as we said, Peterborough fans were getting twitchy they're now getting a team that's coming together that could. It looks as if, especially with those five riders that have been announced, they're five solid riders that will score points no matter where they go. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, so you look down the line and you've got the top-end power and, and Niels, um, and then a bunch of guys that probably were disappointed in the year last year and have got a point to prove. So I actually expected Ron Tungate to kick on and be an eight-point man in that league last year. Didn't quite work out for him. He want to prove that. You know, anyone that reads Speed with Media, I've seen what happened with Hans Anderson last year. He had a down year. I mean, I, I don't have it to hand, but I think he starts on a ridiculous average. I think he's on a five and a half point average or something really, like that. I didn't realise that. 
I, I, I read somewhere that depending on how they build the rest of the way, he could even start at reserve. <laughs> um, which is just ridiculous. Chris Harris, we all know what he can do. And Michael Pamtoft, a guy that actually looked like he finally put it together last year, certainly at championship level, he had his best of a year for red card, and a guy that I'd love to see in my team. 100% trier, entertaining throughout, lovely guy to speak to. Um, obviously, two signings thought would be announced there at Peterborough, but if they make the right signings, they could edge up there towards being the favourites for the league in my eyes. Amazing, after what we were speaking about with Peter last week as well. Uh, but anyway, as we move on, we're going to speak in depth a wee bit more uh, about the Peterborough team with the new team boss, Rob Lyon, of course, stepped into the position last week. Headache in his hands straight away with Badry Wilson-Dean uh, dropping out. Uh, but we can hear from Peterborough's new team boss now. Rob, uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, you must be excited to start your new role at the Peterborough Panthers. Uh, but first of all, what uh, persuaded you to come back into the role? Because you've had a couple of years away from the sport. Of course, you were so enormous with Kings Lynn being their team manager. What persuaded you to come back with the Panthers, no less? Um, well, it's a combination of things, really. I, I sort of have all kept in touch with the sport. Um, after I left Kingsley anyway, uh, with the No Limits programme with Roy Schlein, uh, with the youngsters. So I sort of kept in touch with the sport, but I did need a break and I felt ready for a break, if I'm honest, from day-to-day uh, sort of uh, club business. Um, but after a couple of years, um, you know, I, I sort of thought, you know, if an opportunity arose, I would be interested and... Um, uh, yeah, call out of the blue from Buster Chapman and um, pretty much and said, okay, should we meet up? Can we meet up a chat? So we did and uh, it sort of went from there really and and uh, yeah, here we are. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a surprise in some ways but I'd made it known that, you know, if anything came up from various, from, to various sort of clubs that I would be interested in getting back involved again. And of course, the, the way Speedway works, Rob, a, a baptism is a fire. You come back in, a couple of days later, Peter Brown announced Neil's Christian Everson, everyone's on a high. And then two days later, you get the news that Bradley Wilson Dean's dropping out the team. So uh, there's, there's never any rest for a, a Speedway manager or promoter, is there? No, no. You sort of brought it home to me a little bit on Wednesday, no, Thursday night, actually, because um, we'd sort of uh, done a bit of business Wednesday. And then Thursday night, my phone went ballistic obviously with the news about Bradley Wilson Dean and uh, so yeah it's been a bit frantic sort of two days <clears throat> you know trying to sort out um, with, with various people actually sorting out you know where we go from here and uh, trying to plug those gaps but um, it's all part and parcel of the game and uh, it's it's what Speedway's um, renowned for so um, it's not it's not something that's a bit of a shock to me but it sort of uh, reminded me of what it's all about really. Uh, from Bradley's point of view, Rob, it seems a shame that uh, this injury is going to keep him out this season. As we've seen in the news this week, Gary May was obviously kind of pointing out how difficult it will be to get another championship club when he does come back because of the averages and stuff. But uh, in, in the short term, it's just a shame he's going to miss at least the start of the season. Now, it's going to be difficult for him to get back in, especially with the Premiership transfer window. Yeah, that's right. It, it's a real shame. I think he's um, he's a promising lad, really, and he's he's sort of improved every year. I think since he's been over here, and um, I'm sure we'll only get better. But um, you know, he has had some unfortunate injuries, and um, 
you know, I think uh, that this particular one was was not something that he anticipated, as far as I'm aware. So yeah, it's a bit of a shock to know that to him, obviously, and to, to both his clubs in England. So yeah, it is a shame because um, <clears throat> certainly at Peterborough, he was very popular. Um, you know, all action and 100% try, so um, which is what the fans like to see. And um, you know, I know he's ridden for other clubs as well, but uh, Peterborough had a quite an affinity with him, really, in terms of um, you know his popularity with the with the fans. And I guess you you've maybe come to the the Peterborough team building a little bit late, only getting into the fold in the last week or two. But you know, you look through the I guess you now five guys that are named and. It's kind of the ethos of the club to put guys out there that are going to battle for every point. I mean, you look like guys like Michael Pamtoff, Chris Harris, you know, Niels Christian, the, the team that's there, every one of them is famous for trying until that checkered flag. And, and Bradley would have fit into that. But is that part of the idea that building the team at Peterborough is not just to, obviously, everyone wants to be successful, but to go out there and entertain the fans also? Yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's always about trying to get a balance between um, entertainers, um, <clears throat> as you said, 100% triers, quality, averages, um, there's lots of things that go into the pot when you're building a speedway team. But, uh, you know, um, and also continuity is important. I think it's been lost a little bit over the years at most clubs when, you know, changes are made each year and teams are not recognisable from the previous year. So I think it's that's important as well to try and get back to, um, dare I say, it, the older, olden days, or not olden days, but days of old when, you know, teams would, Sort of, yes, they would change, but not a huge amount from the previous year. And supporters can sort of recognise that and, and relate to it a little bit. So, yeah, it's a combination of everything, really. You mentioned the continuity there. That was going to be my next question, Rob. When I looked down the five riders that, that Peterborough signed, just to remind the listeners, Michael Pamtoft, Chris Harris, Hans Anderson, Ron Tungate, and of course, Niels Christian yeah. Everson, who we'll get on to in a second, Rob. Um, when you look at those guys, they've all done lots and lots of laps around the showground. Uh, I'm assuming that that's not an accident and that the philosophy would philosophy would be there's experience in there that could really set you up for a successful season yeah it is it's um and i think uh, you know obviously chris harris um like you said hans anderson tungate um and obviously niels christian everson are very experienced around there and certainly with the first three i think it was important to try and get some continuity in the team uh, obviously chris signed for peter and then ultimately went to ipswich but um you know he's ridden for Peter before um, in the in the championship, so uh, it is important. And you know track knowledge, obviously the home track advantage is is something that's it's uh, it's important to build a good home track um, mentality and get you know get the the consistency at, at home, which normally you know carries away. Then it's it's one of those things. If you lose at home, it can prove quite difficult to get some momentum going, but. Um, Trying to build a solid foundation of riders that, you know, are familiar with what's in front of them is, is important. And it's also a case of, you know, to, to use a, a saying, sometimes good things come at those that wait. You know, we've seen over the last few weeks before the announcements in the last week or two, there was fans on, Peterborough fans on, you know, the forums, on social media, getting a little bit antsy that the team wasn't signed up. But then in the last sort of week and a half to pull the two names out of the hat, uh, Rowan Tungay and, and Neil Christian Everson to lead the team, yourself, a, you know, a former international manager, let alone league winning um, you know, team manager. And all of a sudden, when I look on paper, that 
five that are named in Peterborough's team are strong, if not stronger than anything I see in the league. Yeah, it's just funny how it works out. I mean, obviously there's a lot going on in the background that uh, that people can't appreciate, obviously, and um, there's been a lot of uh, activity going on behind the scenes um, to, to bring uh, these riders to the to, to the club. And uh, you know, once it's all finalised, it's obviously when you can then announce it. And um, so sometimes it looks like nothing's happening, and, and there's you know, it's very hard in this day and age of, of social media and uh, technology where internet people can get on it within minutes and you know have a look and nothing's there and it's it's you know it can be quite frustrating i, I understand that but yeah it's it is all about patience and sometimes <clears throat> you know as ipswich proved last year when they they put together a team uh probably quite late on and uh you know we obviously got chris harris from from peterborough etc i think it's uh and they, they did really well last year ended up in the playoff final so you know, it's not all, but not always about the team that, that sort of is organised in terms of getting their riders signed up and announced. It's uh, it's what you, it's really what you end up with at the end of the year if you're involved in the playoffs or you're thereabouts is what counts. But you know, certainly from a Peterborough perspective, it's um, as you said, it's an attractive looking side so far, and, and I'm quite happy with it. Uh, Rob, the. The lineup is headed by a man you know very well in Niels Christian Everson. But also there's mm. a lot of Grand Prix experience in the team. Um, Peter Oakes was telling us an interesting fact last week, Rob, that Ron Tungate is the only rider ever in the Grand Prix series, never to lose a race in his two races that he rode in the, in the GP series. So there is that experience from the top level there. But in terms of Niels yeah. Christian Everson coming in at number one, when you look at the number ones that are around the league, how important was it to get that spearhead? Of course, you know the man well from working with him at Kings Lynn, but mm. how important was it to get that spearhead at number one? Uh, massively important from my perspective. Um, I think it's always it's always important for any team looking to do damage um, in terms of success and, and or trying to achieve success in speedway to have an out and out number one. Um, it takes the pressure off the other riders in the team um, who can you know concentrate on doing their bit. Um, and your number one can be the, the, the point scoring machine, which clearly Niels is, and uh, and that's that's what you need. I think you know a good number one, um, a solid sort of middle order, and a good reserve is what generally what uh, is the recipe for for success. Subject to steering clear of any issues. Um, so yeah, it was vitally important that that, that happened really, and uh, we pushed for it. And you know, Niels was. Um, it worked out really well. He, he, he was keen to do it. And, you know, like I said, I've known him many, many years. And uh, <clears throat> he's only down the road. It's a place called Yaxley, which is like five minutes from Peterborough. So it suits him fine. And, um, you know, he knows Peterborough really well. He started, obviously, not started his career there, but he's been there before he came to Kingston, ironically. Um, so he knows the place well. And um, it's a place he likes and enjoys racing at. So, um yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a, a good signing, integral to to what whatever we achieve this year. If we do achieve, you know, success, then obviously that'll be uh, he'll, he'll be the main main part of that, at the top end of the team. And just how excited are you to get back in about the the Premiership division? I mean, it, it's no secret to our listeners that both myself and Scott are fans of Championship clubs, and we've always kept an eye on the Premiership through 
BT Sport, Sky Sports, now Eurosport. But it's kind of just been to follow Speedway. This year, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm probably speaking for Scott when I say, Definitely. I've never had more interest in Definitely. the top league. You know, when I look at Jason Crump, Nicky Pedersen, Peter Kilderman coming back, Niels Christian Everson, Jason Doyle. I mean, you look through every team and there's a GP or near GP international caliber rider in every team yeah. or a big name coming back. For me, yeah. I don't think the league's been as strong since back in the days of Lee Adams and his pomp, Jason Crump and his pomp. I think that the league's as exciting as it's been in 10 years. For you coming back, that must just get you that wee bit more excited about getting getting in about that and challenging yourself against all these guys as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, I'm, I'm mega excited about it. I think it's, as you've, you've just mentioned, it's it, it's great to have all these guys coming back and and uh, you know racing over here. It's it's um, hopefully it will sort of you know sort of you know look at the, the other guys will look at it and think you know what, what we may have a, a crack at England and you know I know there's Sweden there's Poland and its logistics is, is quite a big issue with uh, some of the top boys but um, you know maybe one or two of the others will be tempted over if it's successful for the likes of. And Nicky Jason, and obviously Jason Doyle's been here quite a while anyway. Uh, Neil's as well. But um, Kilderman, if he gets on okay again, it would be great to see one or two of the other boys come over and, and make it even even uh, a higher standard. But, yes, I'm looking forward to to uh, those guys. You know, Peter are pitching themselves against all these other teams, and I, I think it looks a very competitive league. And, um, yeah, um, can't wait to get started, really. Uh, stepping away from Peterborough, uh, Rob, obviously yourself being a former Great Britain team manager, I just wanted to quickly get your thoughts on the the, the new setup. Obviously, it's been regenerated under uh, under its new kind of franchise, so to speak. Um, young girls got a fresher look about it, and going by reading Ty Wiffenden's book, this was what you a, a vision really that you and Ty shared maybe a, a few years ago and it looks as if that somebody else has kind of taken on that idea and expanded on it now what's your thoughts of the whole system do you, do you think it's going places now yeah it's great that they've got the structure in place that's been badly needed for many many years and you know it's going over all ground as to what my thoughts were about it 10 years ago um but it, it, it was it was needed then, and it's it's still no different now. And you know, obviously, there's a lot of, lot going on now, and it's great, and it's it's nice to see. And um, hopefully, GB will will reap the benefit of that going forward over the next number of years. But um, yeah, I think it's a great setup they've got now. And obviously, you've got <clears throat> not just the senior senior sort of team being sort of supported um, in a professional manner. Now you've got obviously the under 21s. The, the no limits uh, program that we're involved with. There's obviously Poltec. There's there's obviously the youth program which Neil Vatch is still running. It's it's sort of there's a lot going on now, and it's it's all about numbers really, and it's getting the right amount of getting the numbers, getting the the kids to want to ride speedway, and you know building something for the next ten years. You won't necessarily see any sort of result or benefit of that for probably three or four years maybe but um it's certainly a step in the right direction uh, you know what i'm seeing now without a doubt talk speedway talk speedway always good to speak to rob lyon graham he's always very generous with his time very good speaker very passionate about the sport as well and i think it's a shrewd move by the panthers to bring in someone like rob as team manager um again we always experience former great britain team manager it's not going to be lost on the riders. 
No, um, he's one that it really is great to see him back in the sport. We kind of we lost him. Well, it looked like he was lost to the sport a little bit at the the top end a couple of years ago. Obviously, he's done his, his training camps and the, the no limit stuff, as he mentioned in the interview there. So he wasn't out of it completely. But for a guy his experience, you know, league winning manager, Team GB manager of the past, it really is good to see him back involved. And you know what, with, with him off the track and as we spoke about um, before we spoke to Rob there the experience on the track um, that can only bode well for the Panthers Absolutely uh, just looking ahead now as we speak about Rob with a lot of experience in the sport we're going to go to someone now who is making his way in the sport but he's making big waves as he does it um, a youngster in the name of Drew Kemp of course he rode with the Kent Kings in the National League and, and, and the Eastbourne Eagles rode with Sheffield last year in the Championship uh, Graham, just before we speak to him there's, there's a lot of um, Obviously, he's a young man with a lot of potential, but there's a lot of expectation on his shoulders as well from him to kick on in the years to come. But he definitely strikes me going by his social media, having met him a couple of times and seen him in the pit areas. He definitely seems like a young man who's got a kind of older head on his shoulders. Yeah, I think this is the year that, that Drew will really kick on. Well, obviously, he burst onto the scene and then this is me showing my sort of national league ignorance. So from when I say burst on the scene, <laughs> it was when he started guesting at championship teams at the tail end of, or in the Ipswich team at the tail end of 2018. Uh, he looked ready to be that next one that was going to make that immediate jump from reserve to, to heat leader. Last year was a, a steep learning curve for Drew, obviously. He struggled a little bit at times, lost his team place at at Sheffield. Maybe harshly in some people's eyes when it was Brock Nicol, wasn't it, that came back from the the broken collarbone and they decided to bring him back instead of uh, and drop Drew but yeah. I think that could probably help him and, and you know I'm not going to repeat what we, what we speak to him about but I think he, he thinks that as well he's had his tough times he now realises the work that's involved natural talent will get you to a certain level then you've got to start putting the work in and I think the work's went in and I think Ipswich Eastbourne and Team GB perhaps are, are going to reap the benefit of that from Drew this year Absolutely, and we can hear from Drew now. Dog Speedway. Dog Speedway. A big welcome to Drew Kemp, of course, of the Ipswich Witches and Eastbourne Eagles for the 2020 season. Uh, Drew, you were recently announced as an Ipswich Witch for the upcoming Premiership season, joining the likes of Speedway legend Jason Crump in the Witches ranks. That must sound good, Drew. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, being from it, switch and being able to ride for my hometown clubs that a dream come true, really. So, um, you know, obviously I put that t- tweet out the other day saying how I still find it crazy that I'm riding for it switch this year. So, um, I'm really looking forward to it, and um, I yeah, definitely think it'll be a good year. And kind of as Scott said there, when when you look at the guys that will be. In the pits next year, obviously not just Jason, you've got the likes of Nikolai Clint, Danny King, a former British champion. Um, you know, for, for a guy like yourself who's still young and, and on the way up in the sport, what you can learn for these guys, the experience will be second to none. Exactly, and um, that's something that I need is the experience. So, um, as you say, I've got the right people around me in the pits, and um, even the likes of Chris Louie and Richie Hawkins having their knowledge and experience of, of racing at that level is, is going to benefit me greatly. So, um, you know, it's my, it's going to be help. 
be my benefit to, to use them and to use them wisely. So, uh, as I say, definitely think it's going to help me loads. Obviously, this deal's came about when Ipswich have been in contact with Jason Crump, Drew. But what what was the initial conversations here with Chris Louie? What's the expectations on you for the upcoming season? Um, to be honest, Ipswich have been really good with me. They don't they haven't gone in and said, you know, you've got to win every race and come out and you know double your average. They've just sort of said to me, go in and just do my best that's all I can do so um really the only expectation from people from people is from myself um which is what it usually is so as long as I can go in and have fun and, and do my best then there's no reason why I can't go up there and win a few races and put some points on my average and obviously you know looking back at back at last year I'm probably not speaking out of school here, Drew, when I say it maybe wasn't the year you were looking for. Um, but do you think that the experience actually in the long term will do you good? I mean, I guess you're even looking at somebody like having read Ty Woffenden's book recently. He says that says every year he was improving. Then he had one year when it was really tough and he realised actually, here's what I need to do to kick on. Do you, do you kind of think last year was maybe that year for you? Yeah, I think so. And I learned probably a lot more last year than I did the year before when I was scoring all those points with Mildenhall and it was a bit of an eye in the last year really um, I expected to go into it and come out as a heat leader or as a yeah just a heat leader really and that's not what happened so when I look at it now I definitely think it's I've learnt a lot a lot more last year than I thought I did so um, going into this year I've sort of corrected a few things that i did wrong last year and um to help me into this year so I definitely think that's gonna you know I'm definitely gonna realize that this year and I'm certain that 2020 is gonna gonna be really good and yeah I can start and enjoying it again Drew, we see you're really active in social media. You've come up with some good initiatives to kind of market yourself and stuff as well. Uh, but over the winter, obviously, that's kind of involved with all your preparations. Over the winter, you've been out in Australia race, racing for Team GB as well. And, of course, she's, you guys had a meet-up last week as well. Tell me about all the preparations and how Australia went as well. Well, been busy. That's what it has been. Um, I was even at Isle of Wight last week at the Young Lions, trained over there, so... Uh, it's been non-stop really and um, been training hard that's for certain uh, that's all I can really say and been in the gym every single day and, and yeah just, just training so hard and obviously Australia was really good I went out there and wasn't really sure what to expect to be honest it's something that I've, I've never done before and um, had to go out there and, and do everything really had to do my own bikes and it was tough but um stuff like that is where you get the experience from and obviously I did a lot better than not what I was expecting but a lot better than what I initially thought I was going to do I was second in my first two meetings and then had a, a fourth and then a first and um, for Great Britain I scored really well too and to go out there and to have some good meetings was just a big confidence boost really and um, I think I can take that into to my meetings this year and um, and that's what obviously Australia was for it was to go out there and gain all the experience and um, 
to become a better rider this year. So I guess for somebody who's still pretty young in their speedway career, to be riding abroad with that Team GB crest on the race bib, you know that must give you enormous pride as well that, that you are now an international speedway rider. Yeah, and everyone in their sport wants to ride for their country, so to do it at such a young age is, is an honour. And every time I go out there and, and race for Great Britain, it's it's brilliant, and not many people get the chance to do it. So to go out there and um, to have obviously the the Great Britain flag on me is is an honour, and you know I just go out there every time and, and do my best. Do you think, Drew, that having this experience racing for Team GB, especially on foreign soil as well, do you think that'll kind of release the pressure as you get older? You're not going to feel the weight of the race jacket as you get older with that. You're going to be you're going to be very familiar with the surroundings, I suppose, with the camps and stuff as well. It's going to be all familiar, and, and in a way, it would set you up to be in the best place possible. You can score well for Team GB. Yeah, I think. That is definitely gonna gonna benefit me in the long run. Obviously, racing racing for Great Britain, but you're always gonna feel pressure riding for your country because you don't want to let your country down. So, um, yeah, it's not exactly it doesn't get any easier. Uh, I think what it is is you sort of learn to to cope with it a little bit better and um, just learn to benefit from things that have gone wrong better and put it into perspective for next time and um obviously i've put had the great britain race jacket on a couple times now and i not that i I know what to expect but i know what i need to do and i know um what gb want and and that's to win so um especially with the gb camps you know they're always different uh but with the racing side of things i definitely think yeah it's going to be it's going to get better as, as I get older. And if we move into the, the championship now, obviously another new club for yourself, signing on at Eastbourne. Um, again, very much like the, the Ipswich team, another tasty-looking team at Eastbourne, another one you would expect to be challenging. Um, just how good what to be in the pits. Well, we've talked about your Team GB stuff there. It's it's seven British guys in the pits there. Do, do you think that helps? It'll be guys that'll be in and around. You'll be able to talk a bit more than having guys sort of flying in and out all over the place. Yeah, I think that's what, what British Speedway needs is teams like what Eastbourne have an all-British team. And I definitely think that's going to benefit us in the long run. We obviously, we all know each other and we all get on well with each other. So, um, yeah, I just, in, really, I think it's, it's good for, for British Speedway. We need more British riders and um, more young British riders. So uh, that's what, Obviously, Eastbourne have this year. They have the youth and they have the experience. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel it's gonna gonna benefit us, benefit us this year. Of course, you've you have some national league national league experience down at Eastbourne as well. But the the team really yeah. seems to be a team that the fans can relate to down there, Drew, because they're all guys that either rode last year or have rode in their national league side. You've got that connection with the fans, and I, th- I think that's a good mix as as well as it being a good mix of youth and experience. It's a good mix with the fans as well. They can feel an affiliation with the riders, can't they? Yeah, I, you know, you've hit the nail on the head there. That's that's what the fans want. They want to relate to some of the riders. And um, as you say, we all have ridden there at least once in our careers. So for the fans to, 
you know, be able to relate to some of the riders and to almost know some of the riders is good for them. And I think that's going to possibly help get the, the crowds in. So we'll see, won't we? I, I just, yeah, as you say, I definitely think that's going to gonna help us and uh, hopefully get the crowds in. And I guess it's, you know, we ask this question quite a lot. Some riders do, some riders don't. Have you set yourself any targets for the year ahead or is it all just about feeling that you've progressed and, and you've moved forward? Yeah, I always set myself targets for what I'd like to achieve, but um, I like to keep them to myself really and um, have a look back at the end of the year and see if I've accomplished them. But, you know, I've always, I've got the main ones, which is to have fun and um, just gain all the experience I can and, and soak it all up, especially with riding the Premiership with Ipswich this year. That's what it's going to be about. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. Um very tough at, at most points, but as long as I go in there and you know, feel as though I could have become a better rider at the end of it, then that's the job done at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I said it in an interview the other day, asked me at the end of the year what, <laughs> what my targets were, and hopefully, I'll be able to say that I've accomplished them. Well, from me and Graham at Talk Speedway, we hope you have a really successful season this year, Drew, and you learn a lot, and as you say, you enjoy yourself, and I'm sure we'll see the best of you if that's the case on track as well. Drew, good luck for the season ahead. Thank you very much, I appreciate it. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. Ipswich Witches and Eastbourne Eagles. Drew Kemp there on the Talk Speedway podcast. Uh, Graham, for anybody... Listening, Graham's feeling a bit under the weather this week, so you may have heard his cold throughout his, <laughs> his questions and our chat as well. So we, I, I was just sounding a deep voice and interest in there. You I, know, like I know people that friends. charge. <laughs> I know people that charge premium rate wines for the kind of voice I've got on me just now. <laughs> of course, of course, Graham. Uh, as we said, it's it's been we. I don't want to end this podcast by saying oh, we've not had a lot of news because suddenly we'll get a bit, big bit of news. I'm sure, I'm sure that'll happen. Um, well, I think uh, whether Rob Lyon, I don't know when it's to be announced, but I don't know if he was talking about the Jason Crump when he said he'd sealed a bit of business. So it could be that with, with Peter Brough with two two gaps in the team might have something to announce this week, I would maybe think. Hope so. Is that you're giving a teaser to the fans? I like it, Graham. I like to. I like people <laughs> who think they were in the know somehow when we're quite clearly not. <laughs> hey, if you just sound like you, you know what you're talking about, and you believe it yourself, you can get away with just about anything, Scott. Of course, fans on social media who have been interacting with us in the past uh, will probably have noticed there's been no fans on uh, in the last couple of weeks. We're going to need some help for the fans here, Graham. <laughs> what we want from the fans this week. We've got a lot of regular contributors to this. We want an idea for next week's Team of the Week. So after you've listened to this, get back on our social media, drop us a message, tell us what the next week's Team of the Week is to be. I think we'll do that moving forward, Graham. That seems like a I think so. instead of me. Oh, oh, let's it. be honest. We're not very creative. So when you run out of holidays like Christmas, Valentine's Day or things like that, we are pretty much gubbed. So. <laughs> the, two are, the two of us are now twi- twiddling our thumbs until Easter comes and we can get an Easter 7. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But other than that, if you want to get following us at on Twitter, it's at Talk Speedway. And of course, on Facebook and Instagram, we are Talk Speedway Podcast. Graham will give you everywhere you can listen. Um, yeah, Scott, as always, um, you know you can listen to us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, uh, Overcast, Acast, Google Play, and of course, iTunes. Um, we'll have all your interaction on social media. 
we would ask if you do listen to us, hit that subscribe button, hit that ratings button, leave us reviews. It boosts us up the, the ranking just a little bit and, and allows us to get the you know get this talk speedway podcast out there a bit more and get the good name of Speedway spread. So we're glad you're enjoying it. Let's just keep pushing it and see where we can take it, Scott. Your listenership is greatly appreciated. But until next week, it's good night. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway.